Denial ain't just a river. You got to have open communication with your other kids when one kid is struggling. Because trust me, everybody knows what's going on. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're talking about how to talk to siblings of a child who might be struggling. And we're going to talk about how to have that conversation to empower everybody and to make this a positive thing for your family. Let's dive in. So I love it when people come to me and they're like, do you think he knows? Do you think she knows? What's the impact of this? Have this conversation with your kids. Trust me. Because what happens is that we think if we don't talk about it, that it's not real. And even the best of parents do this, that I don't want to talk about Fred's OCD with his brother, Brad. Do you like these names? Um, <laughs> like Fred and Brad would be together. But I don't want to talk about it, Fred's OCD, because I, we shouldn't. It's a private matter and we shouldn't do that. Listen to me. If you're living in a house with a kid who's got OCD, depression, ADD, dyslexia, we don't need to hide it. They all know. And in fact, what it does is it sends this message that when stuff is hard, we shouldn't talk about it. And when things happen, big conversations, conversations about serious stuff happens only through a lot of little conversations. And this is a big conversation. We don't need to hide anything. And I got to tell you that 30 years in, you're going to hear me say that all the time. I think it's more than 30 years now. Got to got to put have good skin care, everybody. As my friend Cynthia Thurlow will will tell us, but she's gotten me to up my skin care. But and it's also from a lot of good food, so lots of veggies. But here's the scoop: we want to have these conversations with our kids because one, we don't want siblings feeling bad. We want them to be like, oh, you know, in my house, my kid Max, I, I'm talk about this openly. You know, Max has struggled with pans and pandas, so you know, pans and pandas from Lyme disease is an infectious or toxin trigger produces a misdirected immune response. The body starts attacking itself; it produces inflammation. You get a sudden onset of uh, neurocognitive or neuropsychiatric issues. Well, my kid had both at different times. He had things like where he couldn't, you just like fall over. He could, you know, lost coordination. Just a variety of things have happened. And some of them are freaking scary. I mean, as I like to say, there were times that my kid was like just full on batshit crazy. I didn't know if I was going to call the priest or an ambulance. And I don't mean that in anything bad or derogatory. I'm talking about my own kid. But I've heard that same statement a mm, few hundred times out of my families. And so how are we going to hide that? Okay. And in the same way that my younger kid has dyslexia, why are we going to hide that? Why is this something we're ashamed of? And I think what we have to say to ourselves is, what is this triggering for? Why is this triggering for us? Why are we feeling this way? We don't have to feel ashamed and embarrassed. And when I've seen parents have these beautiful open conversations, those kids are the best, most well-adjusted kids of this, you know, the siblings, they need to understand it. They need to understand. You can say what I do is what I say is, listen, you know, at times when my Max was having a hard time, I would say, 
his brain's on fire. He's having a hard time because of this, that, and the other thing. We got to love him up more. And I can tell you that my son, his brother, is so compassionate, so compassionate to others. And you know, you, you know how I feel about compassion, putting yourself in other person's shoes. Empathy is a sign a great leader. And all great leaders have empathy and compassion. It's a skill that needs to be developed over time. And we need to role model that. But we answer questions. We ask what they know. We listen. And we don't put it like, oh, it doesn't matter. Just ignore him. No, that's not what you want to hear. Now, there's times when you need to say to your kid, listen, Jessica's really impulsive. And she shows up because she just talks all the time. So you can't ignore her. And you also can set a boundary like, Jessica, I need some quiet time right now. So we could do this. Oh, we could do this. So it's an opportunity for boundary setting in a love, loving way. It's very, very hard to be the sibling of somebody who is an externalizer, who's angry, who's punching things, who's scary, who's touching you. And I think that's a different conversation. And I think you have to talk about safety. You should be getting psychiatric support for the whole family. Um, that's not just a child who is the externalizer. And I'm not saying internalizers aren't difficult either. Does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD? Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to one three alert more to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to one three alert more. They can be frustrating, right? They can be stuck in their room and you're angry with them because they won't get up and their school refused. You can have a kid who's got executive functioning issues and like never is on time. That can be so stressful. <laughs> um, hashtag true story. So we want to be mindful of what the experiences are. We want to have conversations. We want to have conversations when we're not angry, we're not frustrated. I don't know when that is, but it, it means your cup is too full and you need to take care of yourself. But start with conversations about what they know. Talk about the brain talk about solutions and boundaries and what they need to do and talk about things that help. Oh, what are things that help? We want to help our kids to help their siblings too. There's nothing wrong with that. You can't say, just ignore it. You really need to empower them. And the more control we give our kids, the more knowledge we give our kids, all our kids, the better able they are to manage their own feelings, regardless of whether your kid the sibling is a neurotypical kid, as we call, or a child who um, is neurodiverse, right? Has some or has difficulties. So, open conversations, ongoing conversations, 
a lot of loving language, a lot of listening and problem solving. These are all ways to help siblings better understand when their brother or sister has a mental health issue. Parenting is hard and there are many ups and downs and boy, we are not trained for this. So just know that no matter what is going on with your kid and your family, it's going to be okay. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 